of living my prayer for truth. I call it my prayer, it is simple and clear. It wants me to give and receive love. I call in the light to make everything right and show me the way to just be loved and show me the way to just be Hello and welcome to the Rewire Your Attachment Style podcast. This is Maya Diamond and I'm really excited to speak with a recent Empower Love graduate, Catherine. She graduated from the program in February 2022. So it was a year ago that around a year ago that she started the program. We're now in November 2022. So let's dive in here so we can really understand kind of where you were then in what, a year ago in November 2021 and now where you are now in November 2022. So um, tell me first, what was your biggest challenge in your love life when you started the program? What were you struggling with? What were you frustrated by? So I had been married and was with my husband for 20 years. He passed away in 2019, and for the first two years after he passed away, I didn't date, I didn't go out, I was just really trying to kind of build a foundation for me, you know, being a newly singled, unexpectedly single person, Um, and I was kind of dipping my toe into the dating world and finding just nothing but disastrous results. Um, because it had been 20 years since I had been on the dating scene. I had no idea where to even like everything had changed. I mean, online dating was not a thing before I got married. So that was new. I didn't know how to navigate that meeting people, how to meet people, how to ask the right questions. You know, I mean, when I met my late husband, he, I was in my early twenties. So, you know, things changed a lot in my forties. Um, and so the same things that used to be important to me when I was dating then were not necessarily what was important to me now. And so I guess maybe, uh, summer of 2021, I decided I was going to start opening myself back up to the dating world. Mm -hmm. And every single guy that was interested in me was interested in like a friends with benefits situation or, looking for a mom for their small children or, you know, like there was, I mean, it run the gamut of all the different things that men had expectations for. And I was not really ready for a relationship at that time. I just wanted to, I was just lonely and I wanted, wanted to have fun. Yeah. And so I actually did um, meet someone that I really vibed with but it wound up being a friends with benefits situation. And I realized totally available. Is that right? Yes. He was an avoidant. Mm -hmm. He was an avoidant attachment style. Mm -hmm. And I was excessively anxious about everything. And Mm -hmm. so after a few months, I just decided, you know, this is not what I want. We're actually still friends. Um, And he's moved on as actually in a relationship now. Mm -hmm. as am I but um yeah and so that was kind of what drew me to your program was like okay I really don't know what I'm doing (laughs) 
I really need someone who understands this in the modern day is in terms of like what I need to be doing. And honestly, I don't think I realized how much self-healing I still needed to do in order to actually get to where I am now. Yeah. I think the biggest thing that I learned from your program was setting boundaries. Because Mm. being with the same person for so long, you just get into a rhythm where that's just not a thing. And so I was struggling a lot with being able to set boundaries and expectations of the people that I was even friends and family, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So really, yeah, learning how to communicate. Um, And so, yeah, why, why do you think you couldn't kind of, why do you think you couldn't resolve what the challenges were were on your own? So you're having these challenges in dating and relationship. Why did you feel like, okay, I, I, I don't know how to do this. Like what, what had you know that? Well, I think probably the biggest thing was I had so many people trying to give me advice and it was just really very confusing. Yeah. Like you had married people trying to give me advice, single people trying to give me advice, people that don't even know you trying to give you advice. And honestly, I just didn't value any of their input the way I would with someone who had experience. Mm-hmm. Um, successful dating experience. Um one of the people that were in my life at that time was also a widow and she'd been widowed for like nine years and had Mm -hmm. never had a successful relationship in that. And she was like a big voice in my head, always talking to me. And so I was like, Oh God, please just don't, I don't want to hear it. And I do remember going through your program and I would tell her things like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, listen to this thing that I learned this week. And she was like, yeah, well that doesn't really work in the real world. And I'm like, well, I'm still going to practice this thing and see what happens. Yeah. Like, what do I have to lose? Exactly. So that was the biggest thing for me, but also mm. just mm. really feeling comfortable um, about, I've never really had a problem with who I was mm-hmm. physically Im- or even like sexually or emotionally. Like I've always felt very confident in those things, but when my late husband passed away, I just kind of lost that because I went through this phase of not really caring about how I looked or how I presented myself. So it was really like a whole lot of factors that played into like really kind of bringing myself back into that place of empowerment where I could attract somebody that would be my emotional, intellectual, spiritual, physical equivalent. Yeah. Because I realize I have a lot of requirements for someone to be a part of. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I love it. So huge. I love what you said. Yeah. It sounds like exactly there were a number of factors that made you say yes and had you say, okay, I need expert help with this. And I love that piece because it's so true, which is there's so many people that can give you love and relationship advice. But unfortunately, a lot of those opinions are biased. But also those opinions are not from someone who's been doing this all day long, day in, day out, you know, doing all the research, reading all the books, et cetera. And so, and informed by my own experience personally, but also professionally seeing what works over and over and again in love and relationships and dating. So having someone on your team that is not part of your kind of personal life, your friends and your family 
actually gives Correct. you kind of this edge because it allows the person, because I have so much objectivity, I can really give you that objective perspective, but also the personal perspective because I'm really getting to know you in the program and what's kind of what your own internal structures are and challenges are and et cetera. Right. Well, it was kind of interesting too, because I love how the universe works, right? I wasn't actually seeking a program or anything out there. I just happened to Google. I don't remember what my search parameters was, but it's something along that, like how to navigate online dating or something, because everyone was trying to tell me you need to get on this online dating thing. And somehow I came across a YouTube video of you being interviewed by someone. And I was like writing down like everything you said. And I'm like, I had no idea about attachment styles. And that was kind of what the video was about. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I don't know which attachment style I am. I think I'm this, but I think I'm also that. And like, I recognized my late husband's attachment style and like, the person that I had been involved with romantic style, I was like, Oh, well, that's why that didn't work out because he was an avoidant. And, you know, so it just kind of was like, I need to know more. And I went to your website. And that's kind of how I found you. So thank you for that. (laughs) I love that. I love how the universe works in these different ways that led you there. Um, And so yeah, how do you think your attachment style shifted? What are the ways that you are more secure now than before? And you already mentioned around the boundaries and communication. I'm curious, any other ways that you feel like, especially going through the loss, because that is such a trauma, such, such a big trauma. I believe that any, whether it's a romantic partner or just for everyone listening or a family member, even like these things are so traumatic because they're so close to you. So close to your heart, but especially a romantic partner who day in, day out, you're relying on. So I'm curious, kind of, how do you feel like you've become more secure from the program? It was really interesting. I don't think that I've ever been anything other than an anxious attachment style. Mm -hmm. Like, even before when I met my late husband, I think I was probably an anxious attachment style then. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't quite as severe as it was when I came into the program. And I think the biggest thing around that was the fear of another loss or the fear of that rejection, like that, it, you know, it's that same energy in the body. Right. Um, and, but I also have this other like polar opposite of an avoidance style that -hmm. would present itself as a way to prevent that loss. Yes. So I was always kind of balancing between those two or like seesawing, you know, even between those two attachment styles. Um, Of course, anybody that was another avoidant would trigger my anxiety and anybody that was an anxious or secure would trigger my my anxiousness too. Um, So the biggest thing was for me is like really learning, I think, like valuing myself. Mm. And what I brought to the table was huge for me because I had always gotten my validation from the same person. And now all of a sudden I was having to give it to myself in ways that I hadn't had to do before. And so that was really like a big, big part of shifting out of that anxiety. Exactly. With meeting my current partner. Um, Yeah. And 
you know, honestly, he triggers both of those for me sometimes, yes. like a little bit of anxiousness and yes. a little of avoidance, depending yeah. on the, you know, yeah. situation. Yeah. But it feels very stable now. But had I not actually learned how to value what I have to offer, mm -hmm. because I didn't feel like I really had a lot to bring, right? Mm -hmm. Here's like this person, I'm in my late 40s. And I have had one partner basically my entire adult life. I didn't have a job job because my late husband was the provider. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh gosh, I feel like I don't have a lot to offer. And I really rediscovered myself in your program and really just kind of practicing some of the, the techniques and tips that I received, not just from you, but from the other women in the program. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that. And like, I don't know, it kind of gives you a sense of confidence, right? Because yeah. it made me feel like I was the one in control. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. And then in terms of healing work, I think also just doing that, just to name for everyone who has experienced a loss like that. We also did that deep healing work on that loss, which we have somatic healing techniques that we're doing in the program on multiple levels, both with me and on your own that you did that help kind of clear and heal and release any of the negative charge. So that your heart can really yes. be more open. Which I still utilize, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I still do. That is so awesome. Every time I'm triggered, I'm like, okay, yeah. hold on a second. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little work to do. Give me five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yes, exactly. Perfect. Because it's like exactly. We always tools are so helpful in our lives and continuing to use the tools allows you to be more open and present and resourced in your relationship. And I want to just speak to one thing, which is because Catherine, you met and we'll, we'll talk more about him, but in your partnership, but you met him only, let's see. So you were how far into the program, like three months into the program, two months into the program. Yeah. And yeah. for the first two months, I decided I wasn't going to date anybody or go on any yep. dates. I was yep. just giving it time to like, let it happen naturally. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. let me just tell you, that's exactly what happened. I mean, I didn't have to look for it. It actually found me. Which is the best, 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 best possible <laughs> thing ever. I know. So, yeah, so just to kind of highlight, I want to go into the story of the meeting, but just to highlight this piece around how doing the deep healing work that we did allowed, in my opinion, allows your heart to open more in this grounded way because it's like safe and secure inside of you, your heart. But then it's also like, oh, it's safe to open, right? And so that beautiful heart that you have then radiates energy and it's attracting someone amazing into your life. Absolutely. And I have a really interesting story to tell you about that in terms of when I met my current partner and why he actually had the courage to speak to me. Yes, please. <laughs> can you share? To, can you tell Yes. Us? So the night that we met was actually New Year's Eve. And 
it was like five minutes after midnight. So technically January 1st, which wow. makes it easy to remember when you meet exactly. someone, right? That's crazy. Um, and I was out with my girlfriend having a good time in a strange city that was not where I lived. And so I had zero interest whatsoever in meeting anyone or trying to have a date with anyone while I was there. And I guess because I had this energy of just being myself and not having any kind of uh, expectations, he actually said to me, and it took him probably six months before he had the courage to tell me this. <gasps> he said, that night that we met, he said, I swear anybody else would think I am Looney Tunes. He said, but I could see this light around you, Whoa. like in your energy field that wow. just was like, I was a moth to a flame. He said, I just knew that I had to know you. Oh my gosh. Wow. That is so beautiful. Oh my gosh. So I remember when he told <sighs> me that I kind of giggled because he thought I was going to think it sounded nuts. And I'm like, oh, that's totally right in my woo-woo wheelhouse. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, thank you. Aww. I'm like, thanks for that validation. He said, I've never seen that with anybody before. He said, but you were like a literal light. Wow. So it was pretty oh special. Gosh. And so, yeah, and just to let them know, so you were dancing and what happened? So I was dancing. I was with one of my girlfriends. We both came to a city where it was a like three and a half hour drive for her. And like, oh, so she didn't live there I for me. No, okay. she didn't live there. But I do have my best friend who lives in the city. And so I visited this place a lot. Yeah. And um, so we had been on the dance floor like all night, just dancing and having a good, good time. It was actually at a silent disco on New Year's Eve. So everyone has on headphones, right? And everybody's listening yeah. to their own music. And the only people who are talking are like the people who are like standing around drinking or whatever. And so we had been on the dance floor quite a lot that evening. And after midnight, they had the big balloon drop and, you know, it was super fun. And it was like, okay, well, my feet are kind of hurting. Let's go. And I turn around and he's like three inches from my face. And I think I caught him off guard because he was like, oh, <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry, excuse me. And then I was going to just walk right past him. And he, he kind of said, excuse me. Um, can I just say that? Like, you are really beautiful. <laughs> it's like, whatever. Thanks, I guess. <laughs> like, it's so like cheesy right and I had on a really pretty like sequin dress mm. and I was picked up really nice so I mean I expected that to be like something anybody would say and it's yeah. like midnight he's not with anybody so like maybe he's got his beer goggles on or something and whatever <laughs> <laughs> and so he asked if he could give me his number and I'm like okay yeah whatever that's fine like don't live here. And he's like, that's okay. You know, I just, I want to like get to know you. All right. So the next day I didn't remember getting his phone number and I found it in my purse and I'm like, wait, whose phone number is this? And my friend said, don't you remember that guy gave you his phone number when we were leaving? And I'm like, what did he look like? Was he cute? Honestly, didn't remember. Cause there were so many people that night and mm -hmm. it was, there was like 500 people at this place. And oh, so wow. anyways, 
Yeah. So I texted the number and I'm like, hi, um, I think you gave me your number last night. And he was like, oh, yes, your name's Catherine. And I was like, oh, God, I told him my name. Yikes. Um, you know, like this guy could be anybody. <laughs> and um, I'm like, yeah, I don't remember what you look like. Can you send me a picture? And he sent me a picture and I was like, oh, wait, he's cute. I'm like, okay. And so I'll chat with him. And so we, uh, he asked if he could call me. And so I was like, well, you know, we're getting ready to go and have dinner. And I was like, you know, my friend's getting ready so I can talk while she's doing her thing. And so we talked for like an hour and it felt like five minutes. And he asked me if he could call me again. And I was like, sure, you know, like I'm here with my friends. So like maybe after I get back home, I can reach out. But he did not wait that long. He texted me like a couple of more times that day. And then the next day, I think he probably called me twice um, while I was at the airport Mm. flying home. And then the following day when I got home, he asked if he could FaceTime with me. And so we FaceTimed and we actually stayed on FaceTime for like four hours that night. And wow. yeah, and then the rest is kind of history, I yeah. guess. And so what does your love life look like now? Where are you guys at now? What does it look like? Yeah. So since then, I have actually sold my house and moved to the same city where I met him. So cool. <laughs> I'm building a house here and Mm. I'm currently living with him while my house is getting completed because my house sold in like three days. So I needed a place to stay and I was going to get an apartment. He was like, no, if we're going to do this, let's try it out and see. And so I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to do this with the expectation that if it's going to be weird, I'm going to get my own place. And so Mm -hmm. um, it's worked out really well. And he is actually planning to move in with me when the new Aww. house is built. Oh, yay. That is so awesome. Congratulations. I know. Fun things I'm hearing for the first time in this interview. I yes. <laughs> I know. Everything in terms of our connection has been effortless. Like, he hasn't had to try. I haven't had to try. That said, we have went through every sinking hurdle that a couple could possibly go through in the Mm. 10 and a half months or 11 Mm. months now that we've been seeing each other. And um, he's introduced me to his family. He's been introduced to my family. Everybody loves each other. Everybody gets along. His ex, his ex, who he was not married to, but he did have a child with. Mm-hmm. Her mom loves me and talks to me all the time. Great. It's the strangest experience of That's my life. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> so, um, wow. yeah, I mean, and and so in terms of um, how does it feel? And we know sometimes because you said some of the anxious and and avoidant does come up inside of you. But how does because I know that it's you know a largely secure, securely attached relationship. Otherwise you wouldn't be so happy. How does it, what does it feel like to be with someone who's really there just so the audience can hear? Because a lot of the people listening maybe have never been in a secure relationship. So what does it feel like to feel like, okay, this person, what does that feel like? Well, so that's pretty interesting because I was with my late husband for 20 years who was an extremely secure, I mean, 
extremely secure. Yeah. Even looking back now, I would say that one of my biggest reasons for wanting to be married to him was because of how secure he was and safe. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's kind of interesting because he was literally the only man other than my grandfather who I ever really thought of as being secure. And so, yes. And so when I met my current partner, he kind of gave me the idea that he was very anxious also. Mm -hmm. And I remember kind of bringing it up in one of the meetings in -hmm. your program about him being anxious Um, and like it mm -hmm. triggered my anxiousness, but it also would trigger my avoidant nature too. Yeah. Because I was like, Oh God, like whenever he is secure, I feel anxious. And whenever he's anxious, I feel avoidant, which is a conundrum. And when, when he's secure, you would feel anxious. I would feel anxious a little bit because I would be worried that that wasn't, real or wasn't real. yeah or if it wasn't like maybe that was just his way of trying to make me feel better yeah you know yeah. um so he kind of fluctuates between anxious and secure and i fluctuate yeah. between anxious and avoidant yeah so yes that was really the tumultuous like getting through those things and really trying to kind of find a common ground yes now We've kind of gotten into our routine and our regular thing. And honestly, I still think that all of that anxiousness that I had and avoidance that I had prior to beginning this relationship has actually turned me into a more secure person Mm -hmm. attachment style. Like Mm -hmm. I feel secure. And I don't know if that's just because whenever I would feel triggered, he was literally like the one that would talk me off the ledge. Like as soon as I would be like, okay, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm out because I don't like this. This isn't feeling good. And he would be really calm and, you know, reassuring. Yes. Yes. It really kind of brought me back into that secure nature. Yeah, beautiful. So let me just speak to that, everyone who's listening. So basically, exactly. So the program really helped you to heal and to become more secure and to communicate better and to have your heart open. And then it attracted this more secure person. And so then now being in this relationship has actually increased your security. And that's what happens in a healthy relationship is it actually increases your internal security. And so him being reassuring when you're really triggered, him being able to be there for you him being able to talk you off the ledge is going to create a lot of security and security within the relationship. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I've probably done that for him as well. Yeah, I'm sure you have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, beautiful. Thank you for sharing all of that. That's super helpful for everyone to hear. And what would you say to someone who's been thinking about getting help with this? Maybe they've been listening to the podcast and maybe they're like, Oh, I really want to do the empower love program, but I'm a little bit nervous. or I'm a little bit scared or I don't know. Is it really right for me? Um, or yeah, I really want to do it, but I just haven't taken the leap. What would you say to them about if they're thinking about getting help with this, but they haven't taken the leap yet? The best thing I can tell you on that is the way that I came to that decision myself was I saw it as an investment 
not just in myself, but also in my future. Because mm -hmm. what's the expression? It takes money to make money. You know, I saw that this was, it takes healing to be healed. For me, it wasn't really a question. Like I kind of came at it and you could have told me it cost $20,000 and I'd have probably still been okay. Like I was literally at that point where I knew that I couldn't have a successful relationship without guidance, without doing the work, without healing myself. And honestly, after going through the program, first of all, I've made friendships with other people in the program. I've literally like went and like met with these people in real life and done fun things with them and talked to them regularly. And so and just kind of having someone around to where when I have had issues, I can call them and say, okay, look, I know that you're going to be the voice of Maya for me right now. <laughs> so what would Maya say to me in this situation? Or, you know, um, what yeah. do you, you know, in your experience yeah. think about this? Yeah. That's been really helpful. So I kind of think of it as an investment in myself. And no different than when I went to college, right? So, I mean, it cost a crap ton of money to go to college and you suffer through it for four years versus four months. Exactly. But by the end of it, like, you're like, okay, I really still don't know what the heck I'm doing, but at least I have a foundation now. Yeah. And, you know, you make relationships with others. And the biggest thing was, is it really brought me back to myself um, mm. and mm -hmm. helped me rediscover who I am yes. and what I have to offer. Yes. So my confidence level has always been really good, but it threw me off my rocker when my late husband passed away and I didn't know how to find that again. Yes. And I had been to regular therapists and I had done EMDR therapy for the trauma of that. Yep. But none of that can help you with your confidence, with your self-esteem, with navigating the pitfalls. And, and I have to say, I have a 26 year old daughter mm -hmm. who is constantly traversing this dating world. And now she calls me for dating advice. Aww, and yay. I literally just dropped the eight date rule on her the other day. Yes. yes. <laughs> nice. Beautiful. She was like, um, that doesn't sound right. And I'm like, trust me, it works. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so, yeah. So I don't think it just helped me. Like I feel like I'm also able to help it's, others because exactly. Of the it's positively affecting all your relationships. And I love that piece because it's so so common in the program which is not only do you learn how to have a healthy relationship, find a healthy relationship, be healthy in a relationship, communicate well, heal your past hurts and wounds, but also you're making these amazing lifelong friendships that are going to last forever that are going to help support you in your life for the rest of your life. And so absolutely exactly that investment in yourself, in your future, and empowerment in terms of your own confidence level. And I just want to speak to that one more time, because for me, you know, someone who's gone through some major traumas in my life, I think that is so true that it's so easy with losses to kind of, whether it's a breakup or a loss of a parent or a loss of a spouse, 
to kind of for it to lower your self-esteem, your confidence, your happiness levels, all of these things, um, loss can create that. And so that's why so many women come into the program after a significant loss like that, whether it's a breakup or a death of a family member or a big change in their lives and having that support because it's not just me supporting you. It's your coach as well as all the other women in the program. And so that level of support really helps transform you into a more confident, healthier, happier, radiant, light being the true essence of who you are, your true authentic self, your true light shining in the world. Absolutely. And you know, what's really interesting about that too, is that the lady I was saying that was a widow for all that time, I can't tell you how many programs that she has done just in different areas that Mm. have nothing to do with this, trying to better herself. And I told her, I was like, you've got to do this program. Like I'm telling you, it will change everything. And the sad part is she's with someone who's an avoidant. He's never Mm. been married. He has another girlfriend on the side and she's just putting up with all of these things and not valuing herself because she doesn't, she doesn't want to let him go. And I'm like, you're never going to find what you actually want until you're able to do this. And, but it's not even just her. I'm just telling you, like, I know so many women that go through these things where they have undervalued themselves to the point of tolerating inappropriate or even abusive behavior Yes, because they're afraid that they're not going to find someone else that's going to love them the way that they want. And I'm telling you, like, I have someone now who loves me way more than he actually should. (laughs) 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 I'm like, dude, I'm not that great. Pull your jets. (laughs) No, but really, I mean, it's, it's like, and it's just because I have a different perspective about myself. I actually came into your programming thinking you're going to help me find a man. Mm-hmm. And what you actually did was you helped me find myself. Mm-hmm. And that part of me that is special, that mm-hmm. sacred part of me that you only share with a partner. Those are taught. Those are, those are the things about myself that I wasn't able to address with traditional yeah. therapy or talking to your friends and family. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. reserves a part of themselves, right? That they don't want anybody else to see. But in your, in your course, I didn't really have that option. Like it would just come out. And then afterwards I'd be like, oh my God, I can't believe I shared all of that. What happened? (laughs) But it was absolutely necessary. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Really being vulnerable with me, with the group allowed you to do the healing work that you need and allow you to move through the things that you needed to move through. And that that safe container is so, so key to the healing and to the absolutely fast progress that happens. Yeah. Yes. So thank you for that. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you so much for this interview. It's been such an honor and joy to hear all of this, hear all these little details that I had missed um, because <laughs> we don't get to talk about every single detail in the group. I know. Um, and also the, yeah, the, forward details since graduating that I hadn't heard. So it's just such, such an honor and joy. And I really, really appreciate you 
being vulnerable with us, being open with us. And just really, I know you're helping so many people by sharing your story because it gives people hope and inspiration that they can also find true love because true love is out there for everyone. And it's just sometimes we need some support and guidance. I'm pretty sure that when I was in your program, I think I said the words, I was lucky enough to find the love of my life once. I don't believe I can do it again. And now I have crow in my face or whatever that expression is. Yeah. <laughs> egg on my face. <laughs> totally egg on my face. I'm eating crow. I think that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah because mm-hmm. I mean, like, I, I just can't even imagine that. You know, someone could be lucky enough to find someone that just absolutely adores them and Mm -hmm. is such a good partner. So I don't think, I think I would have went through years of absolute dating hell if I hadn't done your program. And I probably would have just given up and said, screw it. I'm just going to be one of those people like on the Golden Girls where I'm just living with a bunch of my girlfriends in late life and, you know, whatever. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Oh, wow. So, so, so powerful. That that last statement so beautiful. And exactly. I'm so glad that you have an egg on your face now and that you are enjoying this true love relationship with someone who so, so cares about you and that you so, so care about. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. So thank you again. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. This is Maya Diamond. Such an honor and joy to serve you. And I will see you on the next episode. And if you're feeling really drawn to do this work, if you feel like this is really speaking to you, if you feel like you know you have blocks that are you know, in the way, possibly blocks around your heart that are in the way to really opening your heart to true love again, then I would love to help you and you can simply go to empowerlove.us forward slash apply to apply for a free love breakthrough session so we can see if working together for the in the Empower Love program works for you and is a good fit for you. Thank you so much for listening to Rewire Your Attachment Style. This is Maya Diamond to receive your two free gifts to help you on your journey to lasting love and to start rewiring your attachment style today. Go to empowerlove.us forward slash love.